When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Out sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Hockey. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. And it is Judd's Hockey Show with a side of Declan Goff, who is producing, co-hosting, and doing all of the work that he ordinarily does. And Declan, welcome to, and I'm glad that they're back. Yep. A Judd's Hockey Show one time. Oh, it's been a while. Short, brief, simple as can be. That's my life. But I was, yeah, you, you and me both, baby. But I was at the uh, wild scrimmage that they held at uh, the Tria Rink in St. Paul on Saturday, and I got some takeaways for you. Got some you. takes for me. I got, I got three. Okay. It's not, I'm excited. It's not a hat trick. It's three takeaways. I was sweating off the minimal weight playing 18 holes on Saturday. One of the biggest mistakes I've ever made. Also, was I was going to say, how miserable was that? Making mistakes the Friday night before to put your body in such a oh good spot God, to be you're... sitting in heat and physical exertion. Saturday was awful. I, yeah, it was, yeah, yes, it was as awful. And so you, wait, wait, wait. So you. Try to get out of it. So you got drunk on Friday. Yep. And then went out in that, what I think we can call oppressive heat on Saturday. It, it was insane. And you golfed 18, not 18. nine. 18. I actually, I was very diligent. I had like three full 12 ounce water or 16 ounce waters beforehand. Yep. And actually I woke up, if you want my takeaways from Saturday really quick, I I woke up feeling honestly great. Mm -hmm. And then we ate breakfast about 45 minutes later and it went to hell. And usually it's the opposite. You know, usually you feel like crap yeah. when you eat something. That's dicey, though. You never know. And, yeah, it was You it never was know rough. on that one. I got a Bloody Marion hole one, and then I was fine. I was swinging the clubs. It was good. But that was my takeaway but from the weekend. But weren't you miserably hot? Miserably hot. That's the one thing In I was going to say is that. Insanely hot. There, there was no place that was better to be. Than an ice. Than an ice rink. Yes. So good I for you. I had my hoodie on. Good for you. My wife's like, it's 90 degrees and muggy. Why are you wearing your hoodie? And I said, because I was in an ice rink and I was <laughs> very, very cold for a while and I was very happy. All right. Takeaway number one, hat trick of takeaways from Wild's scrimmage on Saturday as they get set for the NHL's resumption of play. The Wild, of course, playing the Canucks in the qualifying round in the Edmonton bubble. All right, so you know, you know, I want Capo to start in goal, right? Yes, but but I've gone through that. Extremely clear. Okay, so here's what we're going, but here's what we have to see. Okay, because it's uh, been made clear, I think, unless um, Garen and company are planning a complete rope dope it's been made very clear that the competition for the starting goaltender in this uh, qualifying round is between Dubnik and Stalock. All right. Mm-hmm. <sighs> So, so those guys both played the first two periods of the scrimmage, went, which actually went into a three on three OT on Saturday. And Robson and Capo got the third period and the OTs. But anyway, uh, it was three to one for Stalock's team through two periods. 
And it is crystal clear in watching these two play that nothing has really changed since the uh, since the sport took a break. In other words, Alex Daylock has to start. Like, okay. if you want to win, Alex Daylock has to start. And I don't know if it's going to take a complete year away or something for Dubes to, to come back or a summer away. Or I don't know if I don't know what's going to bring Dubnik back to being the goaltender that he once was or if that time has just passed. Right. But after watching Stalock play on Saturday and make some very good saves, nice saves, continue to play aggressive. If you want to win, if you want to get past the Canucks and go into the regular portion of the National Hockey League playoff tournament, Alex Stalock needs to start and he needs to be your guy and he has to play well. If you have to put Dubnik in, I think you're just flat out in trouble, Declan. Well, I mean, Stalock was playing very, very well this season, even with the team's goaltending not being great. Uh, but Stalock gets the team in motion more. He's basically a six skater on the ice. Yep. Um, he was playing the best when the season paused. I still thought that if Dubnik came into camp, looked strong, that he would still get a look. And look, if the Wild go down 2-0 in the series and Stalock started both games, maybe they will turn to Dubnik. Maybe they would do that. You know, we, but you're we, sunk you know, at that we don't point. Know. Yeah, you're probably sunk. You're but, probably done at that point. But, I wouldn't. I mean, it was Stalock's job mostly to lose yep. going into the training camp. Um, but how? So how did Capo look? Very st- strong. Yeah. He he didn't give up a goal. In, in fact, it was it was three to one through two periods for Stalock's team. Um, it was tied up by by the opposing team and on Robson three to three. Okay. and went to o- OT. But Capo did not give up a goal. Capo looked good. I would give Capo this chance. And and there could be there could be a surprise here. All right, there could be an element of potentially of surprise. Okay, but I really think, in judging from what I saw, that they're trying to gauge between is Dubnik back or is Stalock still the guy. And you mentioned you mentioned what I think is the most important reason why Stalock has to play. It's not just that at this point in time he is the the better of the two goaltenders, Declan Goff. It's the pace of play. The wild scrimmage, it was fun. Man, are they up-tempo now. Like, they ain't slowing <laughs> down for anybody. And and to your point, Stalock can move that puck, right? Like, Dubnik can't. No. He's awful there. He cannot. And, and if you can help your defensemen and forwards by getting your team into trans, transition, which they need to ASAP, Declan, Stalock has to be that guy. There is no, I can't think of any compelling case to say, yeah, let's go with Doobie. I mean, everything about how this team plays now, and this is a different team. And, and this, this also comes back to, to a question that I have long-term. How many guys on this team over a long period of time are capable of playing this style? Like, this style is not what Bruce was trying to do. Bruce saw deficiencies and was like, whoa, 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 let's slow this thing up. Let's be more defensive-minded, all of those good things, Declan. Everson looks like he's like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And there's a few young guys that can, but man, across the board, there is some. There is a lot of questions in my mind as to how many of the veteran players on this team truly can continue to play this style for an extended period of time because it's going to wear people down. It's fun to watch, but it's tough. This is great. This is exactly, I think, why Everson got the job is because they were going to be an offensive tempo team and they have, shockingly, the horses to do it. Do they have the horses to do it over a four 
four-round playoff series and, and be one of the best as an offensive first team in the NHL? Not yet, maybe. No, I don't think that. I don't think they have all the horses, but the stable's there. You just need, and and if if Kaprizov is going to be able to play at the end of or the beginning of the next season, then you have Fiala and Kaprizov. I mean, you got two lead guys there that can go up and down the ice. And I heard that Fiala was dynamite. Uh, no, don't st- don't spoil it. It's okay, my, it's my third point. Okay, but I want to get to point two yeah, first. Yeah, point two first. But okay. okay, yeah, good to know. Hat trick of thoughts off off <laughs> the scrimmage that I was at on Saturday. Point number two. And this is this is a no duh, as simple as it gets statement, but it has to happen. I will provide for you the wild roster right now, okay? Okay. You pick any young player that you want. I don't care who that player is. It has to be a forward. And that player needs to play on the fourth line in place of Victor Rask. Victor Rask cannot no, it's just done. It's just it's in all seriousness. Unless you're trying to lose, which might not be the stupidest thing, um, Victor Rask, Declan, it's unbelievable. It's bad. It's worse, it's worse than it was. Oh god, it's worse than it was. I don't know if he didn't play hockey or what, or didn't ever do with any hand-eye coordination. Like this was a gong show, and, and I'm not saying that your guy Jerry time. I get it. They're they're young players or they're quad A type of players. Okay, yeah. So I'm not. I'm not saying. Victor Rask shouldn't play because said player is a star or a really good player. No, no, no. I'm saying he just can't play. Right. So after watching that on Saturday, anyone that you want from the Iowa roster who's here right now, mm-hmm. I would put on that fourth line and play. And I would honestly, if I was them, I'd be tempted to say, Victor, why don't you just go home? <laughs> like this is, there's nothing. Well, and I'm not surprised. No. I, this is not breaking news. But, again, there's no reason to watch this guy play anymore. Well, to be honest, too, I, I've heard Nico Sturm has looked good. He looked good he in, in a couple auditions, too. He had a, He did look good. That's uh, accurate. This, this season, too. Yep. I, I would, at this point, you don't just play Victor Rask because he makes $4 million and he was a veteran and he was really good on some bad Hurricanes teams five years ago. Yep. Um, and I, I hate to get into buyout category, but, I mean, at this point, oh, it's, I, I think it's I think it's inevitable. Um, so if that means a four-year buyout's on the books, because I believe Victor's still on the books for two more years after this at four million, and if that saves, if it's worth paying him half that money to go away essentially yep. over the four seasons, then I I think I'll have to do it. But I think Sturm's looked good, and I, I he even though good. you're right, I think he's more of a first-line guy in Iowa, probably more of a fourth-line guy here in Minnesota. Get him and the experience. That's okay. Get him and, the experience. And he's, and he's a guy, Judd. He's not your. I think we've discussed this for years in the podcast that. It's no longer really a fourth line as your prototypical slow, dumpy has-beens who are just, that's just out there. That's Rask. <laughs> and that is, that's, that's Rask. So Sturm actually, I think, can move the puck a little bit. I, I would be pretty shocked, I think, if he was not your fourth line center on the uh, opening night in Vancouver. But Victor Rask should not go on the trip. Don't, be, don't take him to the bubble. Don't be tempted. Just say, you know what, dude, we're worried about your health. We don't want you to get sick. Stay did, healthy. Go home. He did miss time for cutting his finger making a sandwich in Carolina. So, yes, yes. he did. So let's just, yes, let's did. just you're right. Patrick, a thoughts point three. You almost spoiled it. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't did see not. your notes. By the way, this was, no, was just, you did not. But you, you. Are I was correct. on the course, right. and I was in a good state I'm of mind. Start, and I saw Fiala. I'm going to start point three by asking you a very simple question, and I want an answer. How is it that the, that the same human being, hockey expert GM, right? How is it that the same human being can right. trade for Victor Rask and Kevin Fiala? Kevin Fiala. On Saturday, Declan Goff, let me tell you right now, his performance in that scrimmage, 
And look, he made some mistakes. His stick broke on a chance from the slot in front alone, sure goal. Um, He was frustrated at times, but I will tell you right now, if they had come to me and said, Judd, we need 10 bucks for you to watch this because 22 is that good. You would have paid I would have paid it. You would have paid 20. Kevin Fiala, <laughs> Kevin Fiala in a scrimmage was a price of admission. The man has a magnet on his stick that draws the puck. The this is no fluke dex. Nope. I, I'm gonna be if this is, I'm going to be absolutely shocked and will say right now that I don't know a thing about a great sport, because I think we both know a lot about the uh, sport of hockey. But Declan, this is not a fluke in watching this guy play. Even when he screws up or does something wrong or doesn't play that well, he's doing it in a way where you're like, whoa, did I just see that? Kevin Fiala. But answer me this question. I'm dead serious. How can Paul Fenton have traded for Fiala and Victor Rask? It makes no, I don't understand it. Stubbornness. Stubbornness in, in, in two different avenues. Stubbornness in Fiala, he, he basically handpicked them in Nashville. He worked with him. He knew him. He was biased towards him. And let's be honest, those first 18 games here, last season when he got was after the deadline, was dreadful. And then he was even scratched on a couple occasions at the beginning of this season. Yeah. So it wasn't like Fiala was going to be looking like to be anything worth of a, not only a game breaker like Fenton said he would be, but even a serviceable top six guy. And then he'd something clicked, something turned on. I do think, you know, that he had a horrible leg injury in the playoffs two years ago. Yep. Legs feed the wolves. We know that's hilarious oh, cliche my, for hockey. God, so, good. and Rask, I don't, I don't know. Because from what I have been told, and as you and I have been told from our great sources that we have, we will, we'll be renamed nameless, that <laughs> everyone told him, you can't make this trade. You can't make this Rask trade. Yeah, because Granlin's too good. Granlin, 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 Granlin. It's like Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. You're right. Yeah, but no, but but the Rask trade. I'm talking about Rask. Oh, and the Nino. Rask trade. I, I thought you're talking. Everyone about Everyone told Fiala him, trade. do not make. If yeah. you want to trade Nino, that is fine. Yeah. But don't make it for Rask. Gotcha. It's going to yeah. be an absolute disaster. Yeah. Yep. And it's been yeah. an absolute. And I was all right. I have right. no problem because I, I hate I hate this world. Everyone always has to be right 100. percent And then sure. if you're wrong, you don't ever want to speak about it. I said, give this guy a chance. Give this kid a chance. Well, yeah, you might he well, was buried in Carolina. Yeah. He was good on some bad teams. Let's see what he still got. He was only like 26 years old. Yep. I said, let's see what the kid's got. And yes, the guy can't skate. And he had a little bit of a blip this year where he had a nice little fourth line roll. And it it, it somewhat worked. Does he have great. any hockey skills, Declan? He can't skate. No, I but I mean, but skate. I don't think he can puck handle either that well. I, I, like, I, I've seen nothing to, I've, <laughs> I've seen no hidden skill set. Like where you're like, well, he can't really skate, but right. man, you know, he's got good hands. No, yeah. Like, have you seen any of that? No, I, I've never seen a player. And Fiala is a, he's, he's the magic man. Yeah. He's Kent Nielsen. That's who he is. Because he'll drive you crazy at times. I'll give you that, all right? And I'm sure he's going to have games where he doesn't play well. But the ability there, man, if he applies, if if he takes what, what God has given him as a hockey player, and applies it, let's say, 85% of the time, he's a star. I agree. But watching this guy on Saturday, it was, I don't know how to describe it. Because there there were, to be clear, there were mistakes made. Like, he didn't have the perfect scrimmage or something. But you know how you always, you know how you hope, if if you go watch a game, you hope to see that one guy who who you're like, okay, he's better than everybody else. That's Fiala. Yeah. That's him now. He's He's better than everybody else. I agree with you. You know, Parisi works hard. There's a lot of guys who work hard. Suter is is smooth. Kevin Fiala is better than everybody. Yeah, he's he's 
awesome to watch. I'm glad he's on our team. Matt, on our team. Matt Dumba, watch out for him. He looks he looked like he's got a little jump right now. A little jump? Yeah, I heard my guy Greenway also actually didn't look half bad. Am I wrong there? Or was he was he unnoticeable but unnoticeable no, in the good way? I watched him. I tried to focus on, on him at times. Um, there were times. If he does what he's supposed to do, he's such a big body, it helps a lot. Heard that one before. The problem, okay, the problem with a scrimmage and the problem with this entire thing is when you up the competition to a game, it changes. Like the thing with Jordan is, I love what Jordan Greenway can do, but until we see it consistently applied in games and he doesn't pull the coil and disappear, yep, I don't think you can trust it. I agree. But that's why I wouldn't trade him yet because if he ever does apply it, like that, the thing about Fiala that scares you if you're Nashville is something clicked. Yeah. And, and, and it clicked. And sometimes Greenway, it might not click. Coil, I don't think it, it ever truly clicked here. It clicked for games, but didn't click for an extended period of time. Um, but Fiala, something clicked, and it's like, oh my god! And, and I do, I do think in in um, Evison's favor, part of what clicked with Fiala is the pace is so fast now it suits him. Oh yeah. But then, but then, of course, the problem is this one: the top line. Included Eric Stahl at center. Well, there's no other option that I understand that, but I mean that's that's the fly in the ointment right now, and where you got to go and find a guy. I'll be great, and it's hard to do. But the fly in the ointment right now is: can you ask Eric Stahl to play what Dean wants them to play pace wise, which is great over an extended period of time? I have my doubts there, but Kevin Fiala, man, that's my third point. He was great. All right, Judd's Hockey Show side of Declan. This has been a one-timer episode. We'll be back this week with a uh, full episode of Judd's Hockey Show as well as we near the wild NHL's uh, return to play. I think Declan wants to leave you with this. Pass shoot score. Hi, this is Daniel Rue the Real GM Radio Podcast. And while the NBA season is still pretty new, there are some interesting storylines going on. And for me, one of them is, let's call it a shift in expectations, because there are a couple teams that we expected to be not necessarily pushing the accelerator in the early going in the season, maybe seeing Victor Wembanyama and Scoot Henderson, this purportedly strong 2023 draft class, and going, hey, we could be a part of that. And that would be the Utah Jazz and the San Antonio Spurs. Both teams are over 500 with some nice wins. And this isn't fluke. They're playing well so far, and so we will see how they build on this, how they react to it. Do they keep pushing, see if the can keep going, or do they change directions through trades and everything else? So that'll be something to watch in this year where the draft class is, is strong and these teams have incentives going in both directions. Hi, this is Daniel LaRue from the Real GM Radio Podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, matchups, news, in-depth analysis, and live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. Can check in on your favorite games and events, including the baseball playoffs, start of the hockey season, MMA, boxing, and golf, plus sports podcasts. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline, where the game starts.